Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Special welcome to all of you listening around the world via the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Special welcome to uh, those of you listening to us in Iraq. We actually have yes, a, a few listeners there, uh, Elaine, and uh, remember that our prayers were, mm-hmm. are with you. And as we have a Father's Day special tonight, our special prayers are with you. If uh, you are fighting overseas, uh, we just so much appreciate, number one, your sacrifice for our country and also want to keep you and your family in prayer as well because it's no we know it's very uh, stressful for you to be away and we just pray for God's protection for you and uh, the spiritual and and physical protection for your families as well and Elaine uh, great time tonight as we celebrate Father's Day coming up we are so excited we have a studio audience and I wish our friends at home could see because in addition to the very special guests that we have we have an, an original kind of a unique um, centerpiece I don't know how you would describe that thing. It looks like a great big power tool of some sort with balloons around it. Kind of a thing for dads. It's the you can do the sound effects of the more power, more power. So we're going to have lots of fun uh, tonight. We have a very special guest, just one of my very favorite people in the whole wide world. Pastor Ron Blanc is no stranger to this area and this community, and he's going to be joining us and sharing in just a little while. And also a gentleman uh, named Darwin Benjamin, and he's out of Stockton. And he will be joining us and just a lot of other folks as well. So we're excited to have you. Before we move on, though, let's check in on the international scene with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the true story of a thief who becomes a Jesus freak. He steals a leather folder from a van thinking it may be valuable. But at home, he seizes just a book. A story of a king who loves a far-off people so much that he sends his son to rescue them from their dreadful fate. The thief is so moved by the story that he returns the book to its owner, who welcomes him into a church meeting. The book, of course, is the Bible. The thief hears the whole story that night and accepts the son, Jesus, as his savior. And today, he pastors his own congregation. So it turns out that leather book was valuable. It held the most valuable gift ever given. For more on The Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. And we're back with you here on Lighthouse Live. Again, Mike Douglas with you with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan. And, of course, our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Al Ramsey with us. And uh, in just a few moments, we'll also be checking in with Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute for uh, his update. And, again, Elaine, uh, uh, great pleasure tonight to welcome uh, Pastor Ron Blanc uh, with us. And, of course, uh, Ron had the pleasure of... uh, 
sitting under uh, your teaching for many years and also being a staff pastor as you were senior pastor, and I'm sure probably having me as a staff pastor, <laughs> you've, you've had many hours of therapy after that. But uh, <laughs> In fact, he's still in well, therapy. <laughs> I notice Ron's not denying that. I just <laughs> so anyway, we'll look forward to talking to Ron. Ron in just a few minutes. Right now, though, let's check in with our friend Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute. Brad Dacus, welcome back to Lighthouse Live. An interesting case down in Whittier where a good news club wanted to sing a little song called VIP to G.O.D. And uh, apparently the G.O.D. thing caused the administrators some some problems. Tell us what happened there. You bet, Michael. This was a real uh, you know, challenge to religious freedom for these uh, young children. Uh, because you see other other groups and of students and were allowed to sing with the song they wanted to for the talent show. When these students wanted to sing their song, uh, which was reflective of their, their faith and their, their Christian faith, the principal said, oh, no, that can't be allowed. This is a public school. It can't be allowed. And um, these kids were just crushed, and, and they talked to their parents, and, and uh, we were contacted. We had Pacific Justice Institute. We uh, sent a, a legal uh, demand letter to the school district immediately. Uh, they uh, quickly reversed their position, said the kids can sing their song. And uh, it just turned out real well, and the kids were real encouraged, and I think everyone in the process had a, had a nice lesson on uh, uh, religious uh, freedom in America. Well, and so neat, Brad, again, that the school district uh, read the letter and made a reasonable response. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, we, we salute them for doing so and, and exercising the humility to realize that, you know, they made a mistake, and, and uh, we salute any school district that uh, is willing to, to uh, quickly c- correct the mistake and, and also save uh, taxpayer dollars and unnecessary litigation. Amen. Well, Brad's... Speaking of kids, uh, Father's Day is coming up, and uh, we, we both fit into that category. And I was wondering if you might just take a moment now to pray for dads, especially the Christian dads that are uh, really fighting uh, society, which is trying to lead our children in uh, different directions. But just pray for dads that we can be godly leaders for our children. Yeah, you bet. I'd be happy to. Father, uh, in heaven, um, you're the great father, and we just appreciate uh uh, the love that you have for us, and and um, and just the, the the responsibility you've given us as fathers. And uh, Lord, I'm a father, and by your grace, and uh, just help me and the other fathers out there, Lord God, who uh, who uh, who want to be good fathers, Lord, to just to uh, to to uh, play the role Lord, that you want us to play, to be good examples to our children, to be uh, sensitive to our, our spouses, and uh, and and uh, non uh, non reactive, and. And, uh, and and loving and, and be real examples of of, uh, of Christianity to our kids and um, and just also just instill us with the, the priority that you want us to have to spend the time with our children uh, that you want us to, to have Lord and, and not to uh, not to uh, to look lo- lowly upon the this, the wonderful gift of the, the children that you've given us and, and the time that we need to spend with them we just thank you and praise you God for uh, all that you've done and and all for your grace that you use us for as fathers in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Brad, thanks so much. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Just a reminder, friends, you can contact the Pacific Justice Institute at one 305 9129 That's 1-888-305-9129. Or their superior website is www.pacificjustice.org. That's www.pacificjustice.org. 
org. Elaine, so much appreciate Brad's uh, prayer there. Absolutely. And, and we found some uh, little nuggets of wisdom. We about did. This is fun stuff. Day. We're going to get to the Volunteer uh, Center's United Ways list here in just a moment. But first, this is really cool. And you might want to pick this up, dear friends at home. This is a, a book. It's called How to Be Your Dad's. No, How to Be Your Little Man's Dad. <laughs> and uh, that's the title, How to Be Your Little Man's Dad. And it's put out by Dan Bullen and Ken Sutterfield. And they just have some uh, some very good things, some very good ideas for fathers. And I like this one. And, and, and Pastor Mike, you'll like this one, too, being in the fire department. How about this one? Show him how to start a fire with a magnifying glass. Yeah, my, life, my wife loves that one. <laughs> Talk- Boys, come inside. What are you doing? <laughs> and talk about the safety precautions, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, for doing this later on on his own. And and this one's great. And and find a way to let him milk a cow. Now you've got some some family members who were in the dairy business, and that would be great for little Joshua, don't you think? Okay, yeah. on second hand, let's move on to another great. Do I have to get a cow great, first? <laughs> yeah, well, you'd probably I've got have to. Goats. You'd probably have not to. Not the kind you can milk. <laughs> you'd probably have I mean, to participate. But here's you another can eat one. Them, okay, but here, not milk them. here, here's a neat. Trying to go somewhere with that. Is, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you think? Okay. I, <laughs> here's an easy one. Uh, build an obstacle course in your backyard. Oh, that's in For my some, room. that might be easy. Now, take turns running through it and be sure to time each other. Or how about this one? You'll find this one on page 190. Teach him how to put gas in the car. Now, make sure he can surprise his mom with this new skill the next time you're together in the car. And you know what the high fuel cost right now. And you know what's that better be... is when he pays for it. That's <laughs> no even, kidding. Yeah, I love no that one. kidding. That's great. No kidding. And here's another one. Go to his school and eat lunch with him and anyone else he wants to include. That would be fun. And uh, again, uh, we're going to turn to page two fifty for this one because this is this is a really cool one. Help coach his baseball team. Oh, now, I know you yeah. guys just came through a baseball season, Mike. We and did that was fantastic. And I uh, was assistant coach, was which is just a. A testament to God's sense of humor on on that score. Absolutely, and and finally for for the little guys, for the little guys, this is a great one, and I hope that we'll all all do this. Take him to the site of a military battle mm. and explain to him that our freedom cost a great many people yeah. a great price, and that's that's an awesome one. Well, you can have fun with the little girls too, and I know in honor of of Heather and uh, uh, all that you and anybody who has daughters for that matter, uh, this is a, this is a great one. You can uh, make a worm squirm. Okay. Remove make a worm make squirm. Make a worm squirm. Remove a paper straw wrapper by stripping it off into a tight accordion shape. You can do that. Teach her to put a drop of water on the wrapper and watch the wrapper expand, moving like a worm. You know, I, it never works when I do it. <laughs> it does when my daughter does it. I've never had that talent. I'm glad you clarified about the worm, though. I didn't need to get PETA on her back or now, something. <laughs> Now, here's one that every little girl would love. Being a daughter myself, I love this one. Ask her for a date that includes dinner at her favorite fast food restaurant mm. and an activity she really enjoys. Is that not fun? That would just be you so know, and, cool. and, and that is so good to get your daughters used to how they should be treated. Absolutely. What, a great, what a great idea there. Of course, uh, my daughter can't date till she's 40, but <laughs> that, that, 
fact aside, yeah. go ahead. Here's another uh, good one. Make eye contact with her when you talk to her. I yeah. like that one. Mm. I like that one. And finally, this is so important. Give her lots of hugs. Don't mm. you love that? Amen. Those those are fun Amen things. So again, you know, how to be your daughter's daddy and, and how to be your little man's dad. Those are some great things. And just, just some fun stuff as we celebrate Father's Day here on Lighthouse Live this week. And we're going to be introducing to you some great guests in just a little bit after we take a look at the United Way's Lend-A-Hand list because we have opportunities for you to serve, and that's uh, that's what we're about. You can help the folks at DRAIL and a quick study on what DRAIL means, Pastor Mike. They're is this op- a test? <laughs> it's <or> a test. <laughs> <laughs> They're opening up a firework stand on McHenry Avenue June 30th through July 4th, and they need adult volunteers to help set up, tear down, and all that fun stuff, and also help customers at the fireworks booth and restock. Flexible shifts are available, and volunteers ages 16 and older are also needed to provide a clerical assistance such as filing, typing, computer kinds of things on an ongoing basis at the DRAIL office, and that's weekdays between 9 and 5 p.m. Training is provided and flexible shifts are available. DRAIL empowers persons with disabilities to become more independent and involved with their community. A great, great partnership. We love love partnering with, with DRAIL. Also, community hospice where you can provide support to individuals facing life-threatening illnesses and their families and friends and to those grieving with the loss of a loved one. Uh, they're providing a volunteer training course scheduled on two Saturdays. The first one's July 15th and another one on August 12th from 8.30 until 4.30. You want to pre-register for this. And volunteers will learn the philosophy and concepts of hospice care. Such a great, great organization. I will always be grateful to the Amen. folks at hospice. Absolutely. And finally, the YMCA of Stanislaw, where you can share a fun-filled summer with youth at the YMCA Residential Summer Camp Program. And that's going on this summer at the Stanislaw National Forest near Miwok. And volunteer assistant counselors are needed to uh, supervise with youth and interact throughout a seven-day, six-night session. And a week-long volunteer training uh, is going to be held on the week of the 24th. That's in June. And that's at Camp Jack Hazard. I like the name of that camp. It's got to be. I mean, I hope it's, yeah, it sounds you know, like my kind of place. <laughs> Teen volunteers ages 16 and 17 are especially encouraged to participate. Adults now must complete a background and fingerprint check. So I uh, want to remember that the YMCA puts Christian principles into practice through programs that build healthy body, mind, and spirit for all. And for any more uh, details on any of these items, if you're interested, call our good friend Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or you can always give us a call here at 209-544-9571. The line as we move on, we're going to, before we introduce Ron and uh, Darwin Benjamin, who are with us. I want to give you a, a sneak peek. We had the opportunity today to, to sneak around the office Uh-oh, with a roving microphone, scary. and we found a couple of uh, individuals who uh, who have some experiences with with Dad. And uh, so we're, we're going to check in with them right now. All right. And as we celebrate Father's Day here, we have a couple of people here in the studio that are experts, so to say, and, and uh, if they would just share with us now. Heather and Josh. Heather, let's start with you, hon, and tell us what's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen or heard your dad do? The most goofy thing I think my dad has done ever was when he put a pencil in his pocket and it slipped down and he spent about 25 minutes running around the house looking for his pencil and then finally figured out that it was in his pocket. And Josh, how about you? Let's get your opinion on that. Uh, dislocate my left elbow. You're swinging me around by my arm. 
arms and you dislocated it. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears here just a little bit. Heather and Josh, and I want, to, want you to think about and share, if you will, uh, what's the, the biggest thing, the most important, or the most special thing that you've learned from your dad. I think the most important thing that I learned from my dad was to keep the Lord number one in your life and take a stand for what you believe in. Josh, how about you? What have you learned from your father? How to become a Christian. So there we go. Now, I uh, want to explain the dislocated you, you got, uh, Yeah, because you, you're going to get the most dangerous dad award. Yeah, you know? well, you know, really, I, I mean, this begs for an explanation, okay? You know, we were we were having fun, and you know how you kind of swing your son around uh-huh. in, in circles, and um, all of a sudden he got this pained look on his face. You know, he's a little, little guy. And uh, so my wife, you know, the nurse examines him, and, right. and sure enough, I had accidentally dislocated his oh uh, his elbow. But we found out a very interesting thing that Josh, uh, you, you remember how in, in biblical times you could go to the pool, you know, and if you could get in the pool, you could be healed. Mm-hmm. Josh goes into the ER waiting room and gets healed. <laughs> you know, it's an amazing thing. We figured that out. The first couple of trips to the ER, we, we you know, got pay, we had to pay to go in, and the doctor examined him, and whatever he had was gone. You know, I mean, the kid has titanium cranium. You know, it's an amazing <laughs> thing. He can, he can, you know, break his head practically on a table, and nothing happens. And we're sitting in the ER, and, and uh, uh, we finally get in to see the doctor. By the time we get there, he's healed. And so we figured by that time, all, in fact, we told the people at, at uh, Oakdale Hospital there that we are no longer going to be admitted. We're just going to come and wait in your waiting room because it heals our son. And go. by golly, we were sitting there in the waiting room, and, and I look around, and, and Josh is swinging from this play equipment thing, and it had popped it back in. That's terrific. So I just want to explain that's uh, a good thing that, that one. Is, that. is that all that's right? That's a good thing. Yeah. And knowing your right. wife, I know she was praying for your son, too, so we do know that prayer works. Amen. Well, I want to welcome to Lighthouse Live Pastor Ron Blanc. And, and Pastor Ron, you know, your, uh, your early influences in your own life – this had to have had just an, an impact on you. And as you recall uh, your earlier years and those men who played a part of your life, is there anything special that comes to mind that you'd like to share with us? Elaine, there, there certainly is. My dad was the greatest single influence in my life. Mm. I actually came to know Christ as my Savior before mm. he did. Mm. And his mother also then came to Christ, and then other members of the family. Dad was one of the last ones for that to happen to. And I think why it was difficult for Dad to make that decision was the fact that he was such a good man to start with. I don't think he really recognized his real need until one day it just became clear when the pastor of the church where we were as a family going, Dad wasn't, went over and asked him to go play golf. (laughs) <laughs> and it was on the golf course that our our pastor had the privilege of mm, inviting wow. my dad to come to Christ. And um, But my dad was a very special man in my life. And I can say with a uh, truthful heart, I, I never once in my entire life with him heard him raise his voice once. He was one of these very gentle, uh, affectionate men. It was a little different with my mother. I loved her dearly, but she wasn't quite as, it wasn't as easy for her to express herself that mm-hmm. way. But I cannot remember a day in my entire life while Dad was still here, 
when I'd walk into his presence that he wouldn't grab me, put his arms around me, hug me, and give me a kiss. That was just standard mm-hmm. fare. And I learned through Dad what it means to, to, to love a person just openly and um, uh, freely. And so Dad played a, a, a really a, a phenomenal role. He, he didn't get much education. He was he was uh, he was orphaned by the time he was four. Lost both of his parents at the same time. Went off to spend time in a um, uh, an orphanage. It was run by a convent of, of uh, Catholic uh, nuns. And um, but as he grew up, he, without parents of his own, uh, uh, Dad, Dad didn't have much of an education and never got one there in the state of Louisiana, but he went off to Texas at age 12 and started working, believe it or not, in the oil fields. Um, At age 12, he ran away from the orphan. He couldn't handle what was going on there in his life. But uh, all that to say, he didn't have much formal education, but he was so streetwise. He he was a man who was very perceptive. I recall him saying one time as we walked hand-in-hand downtown Akron, Ohio, where we lived, he turned to me and said, son, it was Will Rogers' line, but he says, I never met a man that I, I didn't like, you know, and it was, um, I, I believe that because my dad was very outgoing and very accepting of people, mm. not judgmental. Mm. And, and as I look back, now I've lost my dad over 30 years ago, but he he had to be the most impactful individual in my life up to, up to that point and probably you might say since i've had a, a number of men who have really deeply affected my life granted but uh none more than dad and again it is because of that forgiving heart that he had that loving tenderness that um, at times is not so easily expressed on the part of men i think we've all seen mm. that and what i what i have spent my life trying to do in ministry uh through the counseling area is to cause men to see that it's really okay to share your heart and your emotions. Mm. In fact, it's more than okay. It's really something that mm. God expects and he looks for. He wants men to be openly affectionate. And I know that's difficult for some men based on how they were reared. But at the same time, God is in the business of changing and causing us to, to come to a point in our lives as men where, where we do it the way God wants it to be done. And when men can get over that hurdle of inhibition, Whatever it is, it keeps them from being that. But I've seen so many, many homes and lives change on the strength of a man who is willing to f- finally open up his heart and, and say those three little words that a w- woman wants to hear so badly or to reach out and hug a child who is desperately looking for that kind of a, a, of a, a turn. And so, um, but my dad was the great mentor in my life in that regard, and I'll forever be grateful for him. Looking forward so much, by the way, one of these days to joining him once again. What a family reunion that's going to be. What an awesome legacy that he left for you. What a blessing. Isn't that just give you chills? It is, and I think the the sobering thing about that, Ron, as we look back at, at our dad's or our granddad's influence on us, is how much we are influencing our children when we're not aware of it. And that can be kind of a sobering uh, thought, can't it? Oh, it really, it really can. Uh, uh, my dad was a great um, role model, um, but I still had a lot to learn when I became <laughs> a, a father. And uh, a lot of apologies were, were mm-hmm. in order through the years. But, um, but I'll tell you something, you know, I, God graced Marie and myself with three daughters. And I can say with a, from a heart that genuinely believes it. It's by the grace of God that they have come to to love the Lord the way they do and to walk with Him Mm. uh, faithfully. 
whatever role I've had, I'll, I'll give him praise for that and, and that he's enabled that to happen. But, you know, it, it, it doesn't take the perfect father. It takes a consistent father and, and a willing father and a, a father that really loves the Lord. We do make mistakes. I've made my share of them. But I look back and and... and uh, we used to, when I talking about spending time, Elaine, earlier mm, you know, with yes. that, taking that daughter on a date, yes. I, I learned to do that when my daughter was 12 and the mm. other one was 10. Mm. The one who was five, she was a little young for that. She'd come on along later. But um, we'd take them out individually, I would, for something like ice cream because that was their choice mm-hmm. then. Today now, 30-some years later, that same daughter called me recently on the phone, and she said, Dad, do you have time for ice cream? She's, oh, she's nine hours away. That That's so What awesome. she was really saying, can we spend some time yes. together personally? And so those times that you invest in your children are, really do pay off rich dividends. And uh, I would encourage you dads out there just to believe what, what Mike said a moment ago. We have a, a, ter- a terrific responsibility, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we also have an awesome God who can enable us to do what needs to be done, to make those children in our lives uh, grow up and be healthy and have a good self-esteem, Amen. to know who they are in Christ, yes. and uh, and just to be the kind of dads that we would want them to be or, or daughters that we'd want them to be. Absolutely. And, and, of course, we recognize, friends, that not everyone has had a good experience. Uh, with dad and and some people uh, didn't grow up uh, with a uh, with a father figure and uh, we want to be sensitive to that as well and uh, recognize that you know in this uh, world of ours sometimes it's up to us maybe to take a look at who's in our neighborhood and see if there's a void there and to step into not taking over as dad you know you you really can't do that if you're not the biological dad but certainly there are opportunities to step into a young man's or young woman's life and be able to provide with the uh, other parents uh, uh, acceptance there some role modeling especially if uh, if you call upon the name of uh, our lord jesus christ as your lord and savior and to begin to download and and begin to model you know that's so important and we can um and we've both been in the pulpit ron but we can preach mm-hmm. till we're blue in the face but what uh, you know a lot of, a lot is more caught than taught sometimes and that's important and darwin benjamin of course uh, joining us and darwin what a what a great brother and yes, god's done a great yes. work in 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 your life and you know what darwin no matter what circumstance dads may be in right now never too late is it to step up to the plate that's right uh, never too late I, I i'm still stepping in trying to fill the plate but i love what you said pastor it's by the grace of god that you know we have anything to leave our children and if we don't if we don't walk in that image of christ to the mm-hmm. best of our ability because you know god's going to help us get there that's the whole plan god wants us to get there Amen. but but if we don't walk in that then we're going to paint a picture for another type of dad mm-hmm. and that's not who we're called to be we're called to be more like christ and uh my dad man was a great man just like you uh, I can't say my dad had that type of spiritual awakening for me. You know, my dad did not come to the Lord till after we, I think just before we did their 50th anniversary. But uh, my dad taught me how to be a provider. Mm, my yes. dad was a hard worker. If there's anything that I can boast about mm. uh, outside of Christ would mm-hmm. be that uh, my wife, you know, she, she brings the best out in me. Uh, she'll testify that if there's anything I do right, outside of Christ is to be a provider. Mm. And that's what my dad showed me. My dad worked hard. My dad also showed me how to be a disciplinarian. And, um, you know, as we talked before, there were some things that I, I, I said when I was a young boy 
that man I would never say or do to my kids what my dad did to me. Anything but, you can share. Uh, I like to rewind. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, like my daddy had, you know, my daddy had three rules and, I, and, and I'm going to be 50 July 3rd and, and it still is effective to me. And he made it very clear how important home was. Mm. He made it very clear how important mom was. And he made it very clear that he was the master of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you didn't abide by his rules, the the only uh, avenue he gave you was you had an option to pack your bags, whoop your behind, and throw you out the door. <laughs> that was it. Now, we didn't feel very important, but Daddy was sending a message that mm-hmm. a man's home is his castle. A man's home is a place of peace. A man's home is where there should be love and authority and rulership. But my dad couldn't give me. Mm. what wasn't given to him mm. spiritually. Yeah. Mm. And, and what happens is that we get into that form of religion and they didn't understand the relationship. Uh. So through the grace of God, yes. who his will is that all should repent and none should save, my God began to teach me who my spiritual father is, mm. which is him, mm. through different men of God. I had to see somebody I knew in the world that that lived like a devil and was a heathen and lost, but now was transformed by the power of God through the grace of God, the love of God to be saved. And he's a year younger than me, but he's my spiritual dad. Mm. And then there's my wife's dad who passed away two years ago, uh, a man that he saw me physically and abuse his daughter, mm. but never ever said a word out of disrespect or raised his voice at me, but loved me unconditionally. Right. Now I'll tell you, right. that had the most impact in my life. Mm. I couldn't mm. understand how a man could do that. And little did I realize this man was always praying for me. Mm. And then of course there's my pastor who's my covering of my church, who's been my spiritual dad. And so through all these three men, it enabled me to turn around and be a young man that would show my dad Christ. Oh, wow. And in showing my dad mm-hmm. Christ, now my dad was able to take the other part of his life and become a man of God Amen. and be my spiritual dad as well. So it, it, it's a powerful thing about being a dad. And if, if there's something that I would say, uh, I just came from Pittsburgh and Richmond, and everywhere I go where I do motivational speaking, I always ask mm-hmm. the question, how many of you young people here have your natural dads at home, mm-hmm. and it never fails that over 80% do not have their dad. Wow, isn't that something? Yeah. Astounding yeah. statistics. And uh, mm-hmm. I find one of the reasons is a dad, a, a dad, a man is the only one to give their child their identity. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading the Word of God, I found that before Jesus operated in his miracles, raising Lazarus from the dead, hearing Jairus' mom from fever, before he really began to operate in his miracles, Jesus not only was baptized in the water and the Spirit of God came upon him, but he received affirmation of who he was from his father. Mm. And the voice the voice came from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Absolutely. Mm. And that's what we need is the affirmation from our fathers. All right. We're celebrating Father's Day here on Lighthouse Live this week. And, and we are all examples for the world to see. And, and whether we are good ones or otherwise, people are watching, aren't they? The group Phillips, uh, Craig and Dean sing about the little eyes and hearts that see because they're watching too, aren't they? And the song we're playing called I Want to Be Just Like You here on Lighthouse Live. And we'll be back with lots more. He climbs in my lap for a good night hug. He calls me dead and I call him up. With his faded old pillow, the bare name poo. 
You almost have to get the Kleenex ready for that one. Amen. Yeah, thanks That's, a lot, Elaine. <laughs> sorry. All those <laughs> guys in here are trying to be macho. <laughs> well, and, it's okay to show our emotions. Pastor Ron oh, said so. man. That's Phillips. What a song. <laughs> Isn't, Isn't it great? Phillips, Craig, and mm. Dean with I Want to Be Just Like You on Lighthouse Live, along with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Pastor Ron Blanc, and Reverend Darwin Benjamin, celebrating a Father's Day here on Lighthouse Live. And, of course, we want to wish all of you fathers the very, very best. Joining us also is uh, Darwin's wife, Yolanda. Yolanda, so glad you guys made it and you could join us uh, this afternoon here to celebrate Father's Day. And we just want to wish you a big warm welcome to Lighthouse Live. Thank you. Yeah, I know that you guys have a, uh, a wonderful time there in Stockton working in ministry together, Truth Ministries. And uh, Darwin keeps you very busy. Yes, he does. He does. And uh, <laughs> you want to uh, take a moment to encourage fathers or maybe share a little bit about so Darwin says that she's going to come on and talk about her dad. <laughs> but well, go it, ahead. It's a privilege to talk about my dad and my husband as well. Yes. Um, I know that women and young men look for their identity to be found in a father figure, and they'll never understand the father's love until they meet a godly, wholesome um, man of God that can pour into them, speak into them. And I can brag about my dad as well as my husband today mm-hmm. and saying that, you know, the, um, my kids have been very honored to have a dad such as Darwin that's open with them and communicates well with them, that sets sets the rules, sets the goals. But it's always a challenge. And, you know, that's what kids need today in their life is role models who do challenge them, that have goals for them, that do set the parameters for them in their lives to, to live wholesome godly lives and my dad did that also for me and so i'm very proud to come from a minister's background Mm. what a blessing yes it was a blessing because it made me feel secure it made me feel wanted Mm. you know and and a lot of young ladies are looking for that indeed they are you know in addition to your own children you and darwin have the privilege and the pleasure to travel and speak to lots of young kids in schools and just encourage them and Mm -hmm. and uh uh, share your testimony and that's just that's an awesome thing yes it is yes it is (laughs) darwin uh you know one of the uh, since you have uh your, your lovely wife with us here uh, Ken Canfield and, and many other leaders in, in uh, uh, teaching about being a godly father often say one of the best things a dad can do for his children is to love their mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- would you maybe weigh in on that and, and just talk about the importance of, of Darwin <laughs> loving you in a way that uh, sets a, a model for your children? Well, again, uh, women are looking for respect. And if they don't find that through their husbands to offer that to their young, like, for instance, we have a son. If he doesn't teach him how to respect a woman, he won't know how to go into a marriage respecting and loving mm-hmm. his wife. Mm-hmm. And Darwin has, has taught that when I mean, we've had some up and downs, <laughs> we won't say that we have it. But the, it's just a privilege, again, to have a husband who will honor you and respect you in such a way mm-hmm. that your kids know what to look for. Like our daughters, we have three of them, four we have four. We have four daughters, and you know they're looking for a, a helpmate in their life. Mm-hmm. And when they can see what their father has poured into me, they can look for that to be poured back into what them. What a tremendous thing to mm-hmm. be passed on from generation yes. to generation. It's a big responsibility. And I, I, I know Pastor Ron honors his wife, Marie. He has a beautiful wife as well. And Pastor Ron, could you speak to that very thing? You know, Elaine, it's, it's very easy to love someone 
like Marie. Uh, the reason is she, in all honesty, has taught me more about a, a loving relationship with Christ than, like my dad. But uh, from the very moment I met her, I realized there was something very special in her life. She had been taught by a grandmother, by the way, not hers, but a, I should say a woman who is like a grandmother, uh, just lived on the street from her, who hired Marie when she was just a little girl, 12, 13, to come down and clean the house, help her clean the house. But the, the, the purpose behind this was not to hire someone. It was to basically to share Christ mm. with, our, with Marie. And so Marie, when I met her when she was 16 and married her when she was 18... <laughs> Wow. Wow. Uh, we, we, uh, we had, uh, uh, I, I, I realized early on I had someone who had just a t- very tender heart mm-hmm. and an, an openness to God that, um, so she, she was just a, a sponge when it came to, uh, uh, taking in from the Lord whatever he had to offer her. All that to say, it's easy to love someone who has such a loving heart. Mm. And you know then you finally realize now if I am like that as well, it'll be easy then to be loved in return. And and so our lives have been, we're coming up on 49 years. Congratulations, yes. But I can say after all these years that, you know, we, we our love has deepened. Mm. And, and I think that's, I think it's the way it was intended to be. Paul prays that our love might continue to increase. Mm. And I can see that the, the more you, you, you respect someone, love somebody, that love continues to grow and to deepen, not the other way around. And, um, and I think that's what's happened. I, I, I just, I'm so grateful to have someone that I can love so easily who has such a forgiving, merciful heart. Again, she makes it easy for me to love her. She's a delight. And, and seeing the two of you together is just a joy. And, and you know, speaking of that, uh, meeting you several years back and just watching you, and, and you have mentored and meant so much uh, to so many that you aren't even aware of, I'm sure. And, and I, I just appreciate you uh, in, in my life, uh, Pastor Ron, and it's just, just been a wonderful thing. Now, you spoke of those who are easy to love. Maybe we can encourage those <laughs> who, who may be... A deal with people who are not so uh, loving and, and, and lovely. Uh, well, I think I can maybe just say a word to that. I'm sure um, a few of our other guests can as well, too, maybe. <laughs> but uh, my, my point, I, I should have said, I didn't make it as easy for her to love me at first because I had a lot to learn. With a dad like I had, mm-hmm. I still, you know, we, it doesn't mean that everything transfers immediately. And uh, I guess I'm one of those slow learners. It took a while for me to grow up and, and begin to realize my responsibility before God to love my wife as Christ loved his church. Yes. And, and um, But all that to say, so I, I, I guess I would de- describe myself in those years back then as one like you're talking about. But, you know, it, it's, it's what you learn. If you learn to love that, uncon- with that unconditional love, then you find that you're not looking at the person's faults. They're really trying to recognize their needs. That's right. Mm. And, and that's what God did. He looked beyond mm. my fault and saw my needs, says that, that old song. And I see that as r- the way we are to m- live our lives, is not to focus on the wrongs that come out of others' lives. And, and, and at times, those are many, and they're hurtful, and they're, they're, they're very painful. But to focus on the needs of those pains that, you, that, that are being created, what they represent in that other life. And if you can choose to, to go after that person with the love of Christ, That's it. uh, it's that pouring, you know, loving, loving your enemy and is 
it is, as it were, he says, pouring like coals upon the person's head. The impact that love can have on someone who is not willing yet to love you is very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I, I think that's what our goal in life ought to be, is not to be picky in, in who, those whom we love, but to be like our Lord Jesus who came to die for a lost world. Amen. That's really where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Yes. Because it's easy to love those who are easy to love, but where you really uh, put that uh, love others as you love yourselves into practice comes when others maybe not so easy. Well, and, and another flip side to that, uh, to Elaine, uh, my wife deals with a lot of people uh, who are who are elderly mm-hmm. and uh, who are very sick, right. and uh, she was just telling me today in one of the visits that she had, it just continues to amaze her to see how many spouses, whether it's the husband or the wife, you know their their spouse may have dementia, may mm-hmm. have early uh, evidences of of Alzheimer's, or may be unable to care for themselves physically, and that spouse just steps up to the plate. And sacrifices, you know, for that person. And that really does take, I think, a a lot of times an extreme God focus, an extreme Christ focus, because I think it was left to us, uh, Darwin, facing many of the challenges uh, that we face. You know, um, uh, uh, Colossians 5.21 says to uh, um, uh, deal with each other out of reverence for Christ, you know, and and uh, there, there comes a time maybe when we just don't have the warm fuzzies for that person that morning, okay? And uh, But it, it's our reverence for Christ that causes us to sacrifice, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, and that submission, if we understand, hey, I'm doing it for Christ this right. time. Right. You know, the other right. person, I woke up this morning and she was acting like Medusa, you know, and the right. Right. snake's coming out of the head and all <laughs> that or, right. or the wife looks over to the husband and says man Carl magnan man is yeah. next to me yeah. you know but that submit to one another yeah. reverence for christ yes. man i'm doing this for the lord that can yes. get us over some yes. uh, major obstacles sometimes yes. can it you know my i'm gonna brag about my wife i know we're talking Amen. about father's day for a minute but you know the bible says a woman brings glory to a man mm-hmm. and i know with christ i am who i am today but I think that my wife brings that special anointing on me. Amen. Because, see, my wife has really if, learned to love me unconditionally. I'm still a work in progress. I still got a we long ways yes. to go. Yeah. But to go with what you're saying is Christ must be the centerpiece of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Because of, of who we are, our nature, as well as our spirit, you know, there are things that we're going to do that's going to hurt, offend one another. We're not going to like. We're going to catch attitudes. And then, like you were saying, if you focus on those wrongs, it's going to go in opposite direction. But if you submit it to Christ, and the thing that my wife has taught me and is still teaching me is when I do wake up, and I'm Medusa, and, and I'm not acting right. You have the snakes coming out. Oh, man. I mean, I, I can be bad. She do, she she learned she taught me past she doesn't argue with me. Hmm. She just kind of looks at me, giving one of those looks like you're just stupid. Yeah. One of those, one of those you know looks. I mean? One of those looks. Yeah. But what we she does is, yeah. is she knows that the battle's not hers; it's the Lord. That's right. Mm, and so, yes. it's her instead of attacking me, what she'll do is she'll walk off. She's like, I'm just going to turn this over to my father, and I know what she's talking about. Uh-huh. And she'll start praying for me. Isn't that great? And I'm yeah. telling you something: the Holy Spirit. He knows how to give a whooping. Yeah, that's and, right. And, and that's yes. where you begin to grow in the things of God. So, you know, I love Colossians 3.23. It says, whatever I do, man, do with all my heart mm-hmm. as working for the Lord and not a man. And you're right. God has the ability to take your marriage from bad 
to better. Mm-hmm. Amen. He's Amen. A, go ahead. And uh, by the way, before my spiritual mentor over here, Pastor Ron, uh, gets in the face of his ex-student here. It's Ephesians 5.21 that I was quoting because I saw his eyes going, Mike, you missed it. Yeah, that's okay. You've got more to explain, don't you? As we celebrate a very special Father's Day here on Lighthouse Live, friends. We've got more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about AVC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do- donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them and it's being there in person and seeing the the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? 
we ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our very special guest as we celebrate Father's Day, Pastor Ron Blanc and Mr. and Mrs. Darwin Benjamin, his lovely wife, Yolanda, joining us. And, you know, we were talking about how easy it is when everything's good with fathers. And there's a lot of people right now who may not be experiencing a wonderful Father's Day. And and, and just today, Pastor Ron knows that a great friend of ours uh, went to be with the Lord. And, of course, he's celebrating Father's Day in a grand style. But you think of the families that are, uh, you know, going to be going through some pretty tough times those who don't have their fathers like uh, darwin was saying earlier and and uh, not everybody's a biological dad we have uh, some foster parents in the audience with us tonight and and step parents and all kinds of things so um we just want to remember those people on this father's day as well don't you think Darwin, yeah. yes. And I think one of the, uh, the the most profound realizations of my own life uh, was that the father of us all, uh, I call him Abba Father. He is that great example. Amen. Amen. And uh, I know we're bumping the clock just a little bit, but are there any last words, encouraging words, Darwin and Yolanda, on your heart that you would like to share with our listeners tonight as we celebrate Father's Day weekend? I think for me, my dad being a minister, I know there is a lot of things that in his own life that he went through. Mm. But even even at the last moment that he lived, I wasn't there when he passed away, but he was at home. But even through his mistakes and his shortcoming, God is so good because his last conversation was with Jesus. And um, that's just awesome to know that no matter what you've gone through or what you've done or what status you have or what position, it counts to have that intimate relationship with, with your Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because at the last words, when he was able to say, yes, Jesus, I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to go home, that was just the sweetest words anyone could hear. Amen. So it doesn't matter what dad's faults were or how he treated you or didn't treat you. As long as he had a relationship with the Lord, that's what we should look forward to in our own personal lives Amen. is to have that with Jesus. That is so true. And it's okay to say, hey, I was wrong and I'm sorry. Isn't it, Pastor Wrong? It's okay to admit when we're wrong. Well, it really is. It's not only okay, it really is something that we really ought to do. Yes. I would just encourage any father who is struggling to remember this. Keep your perspective. Keep your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and walk with him in obedience. There's no telling what God will do in the life of your family if you'll just recommit, if that's necessary, and choose to walk with the Lord the way you can and the way you should. God bless you. Yes. And Pastor Mike, I know you've probably got some special words about your father. Well, you know, he's long-suffering, I think, probably. Raising you? No. (laughs) But I think, you know, uh, we were talking about earlier how, you know, when we least expect it, our our children are watching us. And you just go back and you think of times that stick out in your mind. You know, I think of... uh, uh, my grandpa, who was a pharmacist and a, and a, and a devout uh, believer, and uh, just how he would sacrifice his time to serve others. And, uh, you know, it occurs to me, I, I was thinking as, as a kid, uh, one of the things that amazed me and, and kind of confused me at one point was uh, one of my friends walks up to me on the school grounds and says, Hey, man, you are really lucky. I said, Really? Why? Wow. He says, Because your dad plays with you. I thought, Well, 
doesn't every dad play? I mean, what, you know, what is that unusual? And, you know, later on, of course, you look back and think, well, you know, there are a lot of dads that, that don't take the time to throw the ball or, or, you know, to be there for the, the band concert or whatever it might be. And, and, uh, you know, I remember my dad always being there. And of course, that's something that, uh, try to emulate, uh, as well in, in my life for my children. And Darwin, uh, let's, let's uh, give you the last word here and encouragement for dads as we leave today. I, I would say that whether you have your natural dad or stepdad, that Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, but he's the creator and the father of us all. Amen. And through it all, I, I, I will leave you with this, is to be able to forgive the hurts, the pains, mm. the trials, the tribulations. Forgive as God has forgiven us. Yes. And then you'll be able to experience the abundance of love that God has for us through Christ Jesus. Amen. So well thank said. You. Darwin, Benjamin, and Yolanda, thank you for being here. Pastor Ron Blanc, I love you. To all of our friends out there listening, just we hope that you have a very happy Father's Day celebration. And until next time, may God continue to bless you as you reach out and love others as you love yourselves. Amen.